Good morning and welcome to the Legacy Hour. Uh, today we are a COVID-19 special as always, <laughs> working out of uh, isolation as they say. Uh, we're going to go over some uh, very important uh, news feeds uh, from across uh, different uh, publications with regards to the situation and how it reflects on real estate. Um, so first of all, uh, let's discuss uh, the market in general. Le Devoir published an article on the 20th of March called uh, Des répercussions difficiles à évaluer, which means repercussions that are hard to evaluate. Um, basically, the article reiterates that although the stock market uh, went down by 30 to 50%, uh, real estate is not so simple to evaluate. Um, the answer that we will be able to give you today is not necessarily uh, what will be the case next week. Uh, the article does speak to Robert Hogue, who is the lead economist at RBC. And, um, you know, real estate takes longer to reflect on prices, and um, it will be different for uh, residential and commercial of course, and institutional as well. Um, the market had built a cushion to start the year with like 10% growth uh, from last year. Uh, but Hope believes that there will be less buyers on the market, meaning the growth trajectory can slow down prices without confirming a drop in prices. Uh, this is all under uh, the pretext that there will be a recession in the coming months. Uh, APCI, APCIQ, which is uh, l'Association Professionnelle des Courtiers Immobiliers du Québec, Uh, this is the Association uh, uh, of uh, Real Estate Professionals has declared that COVID-19 will not have a long effect, uh, long-standing effect on pricing. Um, in the article, they also quote, quote a, a UCAM professor of finance, uh, Mr. El-Haji, uh, who quotes, in the worst scenario, this crisis will extend over a long period, bringing in more lost jobs and an increase in unemployment, which would translate to stricter financing measures leading to lasting price drops in real estate. Uh, to combat that, we've seen the Bank of Canada has lowered rates. Uh, and also, uh, above the rate cut, the Bank of Canada has brought down its uh, rate to 0.25%. Um, the Canadian government has revised the uh, programme d'achat de prêt hypothécaire assuré to all banks and lenders to ensure that there is a continuity of loans uh, within these financial institutions. Um, Of course, right now, the big uh, issue is that Santé uh, Publique uh, has taken over uh, visits and open houses. Obviously, uh, you've all heard the news that there will be no longer any open houses until uh, the 13th of April at the very least. And furthermore, uh, there will be no uh, in-person uh, visits. Uh, this is changing away a little bit uh, of how real estate is done. Um, in terms of income property, properties, they might not have the same effect the same reverberations as single-family homes or condos uh, because people who are, tend to buy these properties are looking more into uh, the numbers and are less um, needy of a visit. Um, however, vacant properties also uh, are uh, of interest, seeing that uh, there's very limited, if any, contact with humans in the vacant properties. So these should be favored uh, based on this article published. Now, another change that we've seen Uh, which was uh, announced uh, by the Chambre des Notaires, which is the Chamber of Notaries, is that they will authorize signing at a distance, which has never been the case before. This is a first. Uh, in general, notaries have to meet buyers and sellers in person to be able to identify them. Uh, but seeing the circumstances that have occurred over the last little while, uh, this uh, 
this was allowed to facilitate uh, people who are uh, in the process of buying or selling. Keep in mind right now, um, when they first announced the list of essential services, Ontario put real estate as an essential services. Quebec didn't put real estate as an essential service, nor did they put notaries at first. Uh, the Chambre de Notaire was able to uh, reverse that decisions and notaries were able to carry on their operations. And this is an important fact because the, there was, uh, um, I, I've read somewhere about 5,000 people that were stuck in limbo who didn't know how they were going to close or move into their properties. Actually, even closer to home, a friend uh, who, who is a doctor uh, was supposed to move into a house within uh, two weeks. Uh, but seeing that the construction has stopped uh, their house is not uh, complete um, and they're unable to move into the new house or they're going to be forced to move into a new house that is unfinished because there is another family that's moving into their house. Now, if uh, you can see uh, the conundrum that this causes, uh, somebody somewhere will be uh, stuck without a house or having to rent a hotel. Uh, and there are stories like this uh, reverberating all throughout the market. And this has an impact on a lot of families. Uh, seeing their inability to be able to move. So I'm glad that the Chambre de Natal was able to reverse the decision on the closings. Um, but on our day-to-day -day, uh, life, uh, you'll notice that, uh, you know, I've seen articles come out that talks about, uh, you know, um, elevator etiquette. Uh, there's an article that was in L'Actualité published on the 20th of March, Retenez l'ascenseur, la vie en condo pendant la, la pandémie. So the uh, holding of the elevator uh, in regards to if you live in a condo building or an apartment building and uh, usually the etiquette if somebody, if you were to, uh, to, to, to press the elevator button and the elevator opens and there's somebody in it, uh, traditionally you let the person in. Now more and more we're being advised uh, not to do that. Um, we're limiting the number of people that you put in an elevator. I don't know our building uh, where I live. Uh, they've limited the number of people in the elevator to two, which means you cannot be more than two people in an elevator at a time. Uh, there's also other tricks that you can use. Uh, our building put a hand sanitizer next to the elevator button, uh, which I'm sure is a welcome addition for many of us. And uh, uh, we've been looking at taking the stairs more often. So I can understand that for some people, you have some high-rise buildings where taking the stairs is not necessarily uh, the... Uh, the, the way to go, <laughs> but you know, you'd be surprised. At least you'll get some exercise in it. I had a friend yesterday that told me that he, in order to get some exercise, he ran up and down the 27 flights of stairs, the 27 floors of his building in order to get some exercise, seeing that, as you know, a lot of the common areas in the buildings are closed, such as gyms and all that. Um, so uh, another interesting article uh, in the Financial Post by Peter J. Thompson was entitled, If You Bought a House Before the Coronavirus Crisis Hit, Don't Expect Force Majeure to Save You. Of course, Force Majeure being acts of God, which we often see in insurance claims. The Canadian Real Estate Association announced that there was 130,000 families that may be in limbo waiting for the transaction to close. And in limbo being between the period of the offer being accepted, the property being sold, and going to the notary. Um, if prices fall before closing, buyer's remorse sometimes kicks in and buyers may feel like uh, they have overpaid for a property and uh, are looking for ways that they could uh, pull out of the deal. Um, unfortunately, seeing this uh, current situation uh, is important to note that, uh, you know, if a firm sale fails to close, this affects everybody, even the seller. The seller becomes at risk. Uh, 
Um, and we've seen like a lot of other cases in other than the devaluation of properties where people were getting their cash down from the stock market, from their, uh, from their stock portfolio. And now the stock market has dipped by 30 to 50% and they're unable to take their money in order to fulfill their obligation of purchasing the property. So what is the recourse in all this? If force majeure is not a provision of law in Ontario, Quebec, uh, or in BC for real estate, um, this means that buyers are bound by their obligations. The only way a deal cannot close is if the government legislation system closes down or lenders cannot fund loans, which is not the case right now. Uh, we all saw that real estate is an essential service in Ontario, and I'm glad that the decision had changed to do the same uh, for notaries in Quebec. Uh, because there would have been 130,000 uh, families who would have had a hard time figuring out a solution as where they were going to go. Um, courts find in favor of sellers in cases where buyers renege uh, on their purchase. And there's been cases before where a buyer and a seller have agreed and accepted on a promise to purchase at a certain given price. The market situation has changed between uh, the uh, accepted offer and the closing and the buyer decided uh, not to pursue the transaction and the courts uh, ruled in favor of the seller and the buyer was forced to uh, fork out the difference in uh, the devaluation value to the seller which means if they accepted at x amount and the properties has since devalued by y amount well they were forced to pay out that difference to the seller uh, the only way to prevent these things, uh, the solutions for this problem, is either to put uh, clauses in the contract uh, before the fact, obviously not after the fact. It's not possible to renegotiate the deal once it's done, uh, that uh, protect you against uh, such cases. And another solution is also is if you tend to extend your delays uh, in order uh, to uh, find more time to justify uh, your, to, to show basically your good faith in attempting to acquire the property. As having said that, uh, I am involved in a deal which was forced to extend uh, commercial property and they had to ext extend it by 60 days uh, in order to uh, find a viable way uh, to continue their pursuit of the acquisition. Um, I've also seen cases where uh, buyers have uh, no longer uh, the amount of cash needed in order to acquire the property and this is uh, this is going to be a reality that we're going to be living in for uh, the next little while at the very least. And uh, I want you guys to know, we've discussed this before, but there are programs out there. Uh, the major banks in Canada have allowed the deferring of a mortgage. Of course, if you're going to pursue the deferring of the mortgage, it's important to check with your financial institution uh, uh, first if that program is available. Um, but uh, as far as announced so far, uh, Bank of Montreal, CIBC, National Bank of Canada, RBC, Scotiabank, and TD um, will allow the deference for up to six months. Um, you know, it's quoted on uh, uh, the news, uh, basically on Global News yesterday. Uh, they announced that all banks are different, but typically they will take interest payment and spread it out over future payments or perhaps even the life of the mortgage. Um, they might actually tack on some payments at the back end as well, but you are avoiding the principal payment for now, but you are deferring the interest payment until a future time. So look at these programs. It's also good to check with your financial institution first because uh, typically if you're defaulting on a payment, this hurts your credit score. However, if your bank is giving you the green light, you should be okay. 
And if the lender is generally giving you permission uh, to make later payments without penalizing you, then they shouldn't be reporting that to your credit bureau. But it's important to regularly check your, your credit in order to verify that this uh, remains the case. Uh, now, uh, the Bank of Canada has decreased its rate now to 0.25%, uh, which is a substantially, substantial, substantial cut. Uh, having said that, uh, it's important that the banks keep lending money in order to maintain the economy. Uh, if the Bank Bank of Canada keeps lowering the rates and people and the banks are not uh, issuing any loans, uh, then this is going to be a, a problem for the economy as a whole. Now, having said that, it does not mean that the economy as a whole right now is not in peril. We are definitely heading towards a recession. Um, and uh, this is something that... Uh, is going to be a reality on the short term. Now, none of us have a crystal ball. We don't know how long this is going to last. Um, you know, I could tell you left and right that there are uh, many economists or many real estate people who feel that uh, because the fundamentals of the economy were so good uh, prior to the COVID crisis uh, that uh, we should be seeing a bounce back. However, none of us have been here before. Uh, we've we've never been in this situation. I was speaking to a friend yesterday who had discussions with economists and he quoted... He was quoted as saying, you know, when we learned uh, economy in school, we learned about uh, Black Monday, the Great Depression, and all this stuff. But they've never studied this. They've never studied what would happen if the entire economy halted. You know, so this is a very unique uh, uh, circumstance in time. Uh, it's easy to say have faith. I know a lot of people right now uh, who are not very liquid or who are not um, in a good position to, to uh, be able to uh, weather the storm as certain people will. The government is here to help. And I think a lot of us here in Canada feel like we're blessed to be living in this country where uh, they're doing everything that they can to provide for people. Uh, I know not, a lot of us don't necessarily fit into the certain programs, uh, but it's a work in progress. And as you guys can see, the situation is changing every day. We get new news every day. All the articles that I read over to you today are going to change tomorrow. And there's going to be a new reality and a new... Uh, um, uh, something new on the market. So um, keep your heads up. Keep uh, working on whatever it is uh, that you feel will benefit you uh, when this uh, COVID uh, crisis is over. Uh, right now, in terms of real estate people, uh, we're limited till the 14th of April uh, from doing any um, in-person visits or anything here in Quebec. And we're not deemed an essential service. So uh, we should probably take this opportunity of <clears throat> introspection and uh, to take a look at uh, how we could be better uh, when uh, the uh, w when the COVID crisis is over, what areas we could improve on and all that. Uh, for everybody else, uh, hang in there. Uh, these things, I know it doesn't look like it now, tend to find a way to work themselves out. And I always, I, I said last week, and I really believe that this is uh, the return of humanity. We are seeing people becoming more and more human and everybody's going through, the whole world is going through this together. So just keep your heads up. I, I will keep giving you updates on the market situation and what articles and uh, what things that you should be following. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to write me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, this is Roger Vassallo, your legacy facilitator here on the Legacy Hour and uh, see you on the next episode. Thank you for your time. <laughs>